0: Welcome to another episode of Disney Versus, where we're probably the second smartest people on the internet. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori, and I'm doing a solo episode. I couldn't find a guest to talk about this movie with me. Grace, I believe, is uh, road tripping from Texas back to Seattle and heather is on a cruise somewhere so i'm going to hold it down by myself this evening i just saw wreck it ralph just got out of wreck it ralph about an hour ago typed up a rundown and hit record so i'm going to be talking to myself well actually i'm going to be talking to you guys for the next 30 ish minutes about wreck it ralph or sorry ralph breaks the internet wreck it ralph 2 with Heather and Grace not here, this is going to be a quirkier episode than you're used to, so bear with me. I promise I'll have some insightful stuff to say. Uh, it was a decent film. It was pretty good. I liked the majority of it. Uh, I'm going to talk about my first impressions, what I thought, what I liked, what I disliked. Uh, I'm going to drop a spoiler warning and then go a little bit into the film. I'm going to try not to spoil everything, but once that spoiler warning goes down, I can't really be held accountable for what I say because of the spoiler warning. Uh, A little bit of trivia beforehand, Um, this is Disney's 57th full-length animated feature, uh, the film takes place chronologically and story-wise six years after the first film. This film features Alan Tudyk in his sixth consecutive Disney animated film role, with uh, including Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, and Moana. This is the first full-length computer animated sequel from Disney, Whereas before, they had The Rescuers Down Under, Fantasia 2000 and Winnie the Pooh 2011 were also sequels, but they weren't computer animated. Um, This film released 90 years after the premiere of Steamboat Willie, which was the first uh, Mickey Mouse cartoon. So happy 90th birthday to Mickey. If you follow us on Twitter, I, I think I tweeted out um a youtube video of steamboat willie i know i put it on facebook i can't remember if i tweeted it on twitter the film was directed by rich moore and phil johnston rich moore was a director of the first wreck it ralph and he also directed zootopia phil johnston was a screenwriter for uh was a screenwriter for wreck it ralph and zootopia rich moore is a former animator on the simpsons uh futurama he actually looking at imdb he was a, just a writer on zootopia and he was one of the directors for wreck it ralph no, no no he okay he was he was a director on zootopia okay he was a co-director um and phil johnston was a uh, a writer on Zootopia and the first record, Ralph. I'm gonna stop reading uh, IMDb and just get into my first impressions of the film. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Not as much as the first one. Not to say this film was bad. Uh, I liked. Uh, it was funny. It it. Continued on the the humor of the first one, it furthered the story in a logical way. Uh, something that I really liked is that it was very uh, irreverent. It was very uh, it poked fun at a lot of things, whether it was you know the internet itself, uh, video games in the in the internet culture. Uh, I liked. Ralph and Vanellope's rapport and how it has evolved since the first film, which was obvious. I mean, they were, they ended up as, you know, the best of friends in the, in the first film. And they expand on that. Uh, what I didn't like this movie was kind of long. It, it, and it, it's not really, not really because I was watching it, you know, it, my show we started at like 9 30 p.m actually it's probably closer to 10 because of all the dadgum trailers that were in front of it man there were a lot of trailers there were two toy story 4 trailers in front of this movie and i thought that was stupid they should have just gone with the uh, key and peel trailer for toy story 4 because that shit was hilarious having key and peel Appear in Toy Story Four is the smartest thing that you could ever do. I wish Pixar would give them their own film and not just put them in Toy Story Four, but I mean, here we are. I won't complain. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of uh, trailers in front of this, and once the movie started, it was just kind of man. Uh, it it felt late. And as the movie went on, it just it just kind of went on and on. And a, th- a kid next to me, uh, voiced his you know being tired. He's like, "This is," he, I think he actually said, "This is just a long movie," and I couldn't disagree with him because about, let's say about an hour in, I was just like, "Okay, let's let's start wrapping this up," because it, it, the film kind of peaks. I want to say three times. And after like the second peak, I said, okay, let's wrap this up. The other thing that I, uh, I mean, I won't say that I dislike, but something that may, uh, be a detractor of the film. It, with all of the, uh, the internet references and all the internet humor that is in the film, it kind of dates it because, you know, Anybody who's on the internet for a day, a week, knows that the internet is a very fast paced and 15 seconds of fame type uh, place. And a lot of these, the things, a lot of the humor was based on, you know, things that will have short lifespans, except for cat videos, because I have a feeling that cat videos will never not be a popular thing on the internet but yeah a lot of the humor in this movie i think will date it in in ways that the original wreck it ralph didn't um other than that i think i think it was a really good film um i didn't like it as much as the first i think the first did a better job of being um kind of innovative in its storytelling um and taking you into the world into the video game world with these characters showing us what video games do it's kind of it was kind of like toy story but with video games and showing us what uh what the video game world is like when you know when we're not around um I can't really say what uh, kind of awards I would give this. I mean, the score, I think the score might be a little bit better than the first one. I will say that they use the theme a lot more prominently in this one. They use a lot of themes. I'll I'll wait till we get to the spoilers to say uh, they use a lot of themes uh, for other characters from other movies very well and it's kind of funny it's very funny if you're in the know of oh hey i recognize that theme you'll you'll get a kick out of that because i know i did and i'm a huge music nerd i'm a huge disney music nerd so i uh i like this Uh, i think that's i think that's all i have for initial thoughts slash first impressions so i'm gonna go ahead and drop a uh, blanket spoiler warning from here on out uh i don't plan on dropping this before thanksgiving probably probably drop it on friday so uh give people a chance to go see it um but from here on out if you haven't seen the movie stop go see it and uh then come back and listen to the rest of what i have to say so spoiler alert from here on out so uh getting into the story itself what the movie is about is uh opens up Ralph and Vanelope are bonding what they've been doing for the, the past 6 years between the first film and the second film is you know they do the game thing they do their jobs air quotes around they they go to work and you know they do the game thing and then at night they hang out they they basically bro out they jump from game to game playing around And then they, you know, go to Tappers. They're kind of like, you know, college students or, you know, people with real jobs. Um, Vanellope is kind of wanting more because as a racer, her the way Sugar Rush is set up is the tracks don't change. She's the princess, so she wins often. Uh, So she's kind of wanting more out of, you know, her lot in life. Whereas Ralph is... Enjoying the life he has, you know, hanging out with his best friend in Vanellope and hanging out at night, watching the sunrise with Vanellope and then going back to work and then rinse, repeat the next, the next evening. After Vanellope voices her, her dis, her distaste or her wanting of more out of life, Ralph tries to do the friendly thing and he tries to spice up her life a little bit. And in the process of doing that, her game gets broken. So the threat of being unplugged is looming large over Vanellope and everyone from Sugar Rush. And they realize that, hey, we, we just have to get a new part for Vanellope's game. So that leads them to the newly plugged in Wi-Fi, which leads them to the Internet because they have to go on eBay and find a... A steering wheel part for uh sugar rush to fix it or else they'll get unplugged forever and ultimately the game will be scrapped and if you saw the first the first movie which i hope you guys did uh, that's not good for any game character it's it's a big depressive thing and vanellope goes through she kind of goes through anxiety of what will i do without my game what am i going to do when we ultimately get unplugged That that thing is that that anxiety that she has is looming throughout the entire movie. That's the main plot. That's the main objective of the film is hey, we gotta get this steering wheel fixed for Sugar Rush. We gotta get it. We gotta get it from eBay and we gotta get home. That's the that's what we gotta do. From there, the kind of underlining B plot, underlying B plot of the film is the relationship between Ralph and Vanellope because in the, in, in the process of getting their the, the steering wheel, they go to a Slaughter Race, which is a, uh, a, a free-to-play racing game, not so much ruled, but the main face of the game is a character named Shank, uh, voiced by Gal Gadot. Going back to her Fast and Furious route, she plays a, a racer. It's kind of a cross between... Uh, it looks like a cross between Need for Speed and Grand Theft Auto. Vanellope attempts to steal Shank's car in order to pay for the steering wheel. And Shank immediately takes a liking to Vanellope because Vanellope's a, a hard-coded racer. And shank takes a liking to vanellope and the variation and the non-vanilla uh flavor of the world of slaughter race immediately catches vanellope's eye and vanellope uh much to ralph's uh dislike really takes to the world of slaughter race and could see herself staying here and as best friends ralph becomes kind of you know for lack of a better word, clingy because he doesn't want to lose his best friend. He doesn't want his world changing because he loves the way his life is now. So that's a, um, that's a huge theme that they're playing on throughout the entire film. The, the theme of the first film was finding out who you are and being true to who you are. And the, the huge theme of this one is friendships uh, because of the, the relationship between Ralph and Vanellope. And, their characters really haven't changed all that much. Ralph was still kind of the dumb one who has epiphanies from time to time. And Vanellope is the the Russian to everything character she was in the first film. But I mean, they they really they don't change all that much, except Ralph becomes clingy and I don't want to lose my best friend. And Vanellope is just trying to. She's trying to do her. She's trying to serve herself, but you know, ultimately, doesn't want to hurt Ralph's feelings. In the movie, they also have a. They have another falling out, which results in you know, which resulted from Ralph trying Mm -hmm. to uh, take care of you know himself because Vanellope is being Vanellope, and it ends up in another fight. But other than that. They don't really change all that much. The voice acting, the characters in this movie are... Uh, it, it, it's kind of centered around... It's Ralph and Videlope's story. So the side characters, like Shank, voiced by uh, Gal Gadot. No More, uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk. And yes, voiced by Taraji Henson. They They serve their roles, but they're not that big of a uh force on the story. I would say Shank is the biggest force on the story because she's not really she's not a bad character. I I appreciate that she's not, you know, she's not really the secondary villain. There's not really a villain in this movie. There's just a there's just an objective. Like I said, it's just the objective to get Sugar Rush fixed before before they get unplugged for good. And Shank is really a we would love you here, but do what you got to do. Uh, you fit in. We know you're a really good racer and we'd love to have you here. But uh, she's not really a malicious character outside of her introduction when she's chasing Ralph and Vanellope down for stealing her car. Um, before I get to the music, let me talk about the animation of this film. I really like... All the advancements that Disney is making every time they make a new animated film. I noticed towards the end, towards the middle parts of the film, uh, Ralph and Vanellope look less like video game characters in the internet than characters just regular characters on the internet in the first film they were distinctive video game-esque in their movements in their designs in their movements Um, but once they hit the internet they're more fluid and I'm not saying I don't like it it's just something that I it 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 kind of takes away from their distinctive design because there are so many new characters in the film, and I think Ralph and Vanellope's design kind of uh, Ralph and Vanellope's designs just kind of stood out, and amongst all these new characters and the little avatars on the internet, uh, they just don't uh, they just didn't stick out as much as they did. They didn't seem as you know unique as they did in the first film. I mean, I try really hard to not beat the first film beat this film over the head with the first film comparisons but I mean it's a sequel it invites comparison Uh, but yeah the animation despite that they look good they look very fluid I noticed for the first time that Vanellope has three fingers and Ralph has four which is really weird I kind of want to watch it again to see if they're consistent with that I kind of want to watch the first film to see if they were consistent with that because I never noticed that Vanilla B didn't have a full hand. She has a Simpson hand instead of a full human hand. Uh the internet itself, like the, the world of the internet was very funny. There were, you know, appearances by all the big name sites that you can think of. There was Twitter, there was Facebook. YouTube is mentioned, but BuzzTube is basically the YouTube of the world. So I I guess YouTube decided, hey, we don't wanna be part of your movie. Thanks, but no thanks. Cause there's Google, there's Pinterest, there's uh Snapchat, eBay, like I mentioned before. Um They mention all sorts of they mention all sorts of websites. And I thought that was funny. The music, like I mentioned before, I think the this this film has a better score and soundtrack it's less poppy than the first one and they use the main theme which you heard at the beginning of uh, at the beginning of the podcast they use it i believe better than the first time i still love uh i still love the first movie's score I think something that they didn't have, there wasn't as exciting of, well, they're still chase scenes, now that I think about it. I was about to say that there isn't as much racing going on, and there isn't. Because the only racing happens in Slaughter Race, and they spent the entire first movie, most of the first movie, in Sugar Rush. There's that. But, yeah, there's less pop music. There's no outright... uh, you know, pop song just dropped in here. I mean, in the first movie, there was "Shut Up and Drive." Uh, I think that's the most poppy thing that there was. Vanellope has a, uh, she has like a song. There's like a song and dance number, like a traditional Disney movie, which was kind of out of nowhere. I mean, story wise, it wasn't out of nowhere, but in the flow of the movie, it, it, it kind of, it was a little bit off putting. Because I'm used to... I I like that Wreck-It Ralph didn't have a song and dance number in the first one. And they put one in here. And it was... was, Like I said, it was kind of off-putting. The end of it kind of reminded me of La La Land. Because they end up on a turnpike in, you know, synchronized diagonals. Just like the beginning of, of La La Land. I don't know if they did that on purpose or if it just happened. But I got a La La Land vibe from it. Um... It was funny. That was, I believe, it was composed by. Uh, that song was written by Alan Menken. So, kudos, they got they got the right person to do it. Um, characters that are kind of missing: uh, Fixit Felix and Sergeant Calhoun uh, were in the fi- are in the film. Jack McBrayer and Jane Lynch return to make voices. They. Don't really have much to do. Uh, they're really they're really a non-factor. They're glorified cameos, but they did return. We spoke previously. I thought I didn't think they were going to be in it at all, but turns out they were. Speaking of cameos, and this is probably the most spoilery thing I will say. So if you've been listening this far and don't want to hear me talk about the Disney princesses, uh, I'm gonna pause for a moment. And uh, let you figure yourself out. Make, let you make a decision. Okay, so the Disney princesses. I know you've we've all probably seen the trailers and knew that the Disney princesses were gonna be in this. I think they were probably their their little scene with Vanellope was probably one of the funniest things about the movie. I was partly right in my. I can't remember what episode it was, but I made the comment that I thought the princesses were probably like they were just going to be there for that one scene and then that's it. They weren't going to be a huge uh, thing about the movie. They're kind of a plot point because they're part of Vanellope's character development. They send her kind of into the, you know, what do you want with your life kind of character development that she has but yeah it they it was really i thought it was really funny and it was very self referential like they call themselves out on everything and yeah they have a it, it was so funny they have a they have a moment where they just have a wardrobe change and they go from their traditional princess garb to you know lounging clothes i think imdb calls it 21st century costumes and it's all it's all based on you know their 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 thing like moana's wearing a tank top that says shiny mulan's wearing a letter jacket which i thought was funny she's wearing a varsity jacket with dragons on it and uh like uh, sleeping beauty aurora is wearing a i think a nap queen shirt it goes on and on but it's so funny that whole scene was hilarious And then they use their, you know, distinctive powers to save the day at the end, which was really cool. It's a really great scene. They don't save the day, like, they don't, you know, destroy the big bad. But they do have a scene at the end where they effectively save the day. And it it was very enjoyable. During that scene is where they have musical cues from multiple Disney movies. Like, they use A Little Mermaid, they use. Uh, they use Pocahontas, they use, uh, probably Tangled, they use Let It Go, it's, they tastefully use a cue from Let It Go, sorry Heather, I know you hate that song, but here we are. But yeah, I was really impressed with what they did, I wasn't disappointed, you guys who love the Disney princesses and love their movies won't be disappointed, it's a very, it's a, it's a good high point to the film. Um, another cameo that I wasn't expecting, and I'm going to pause for this one too. Uh, if you've seen the trailers, you know, there are, there appearances from, you know, Star Wars characters, Marvel characters, Eeyore shows up at one point, like there's Disney all over this film. It's, you know, Disney just, you know, patting themselves on the back. Look at all this IP we have. Look at all these great characters we can show you. And, uh right before Vanellope runs into Grumpy, Hey Hey, Tinkerbell and Peter Pan's Shadow, uh, she's being chased by stormtroopers and she accidentally bumps into an avatar of Stan Lee. And uh, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to uh, record the week Stan Lee died, but he he died recently and I thought it was it was really touching that I that he's in the film. This is pretty much his, this is his most recent cameo he doesn't say anything he's just a little avatar but you know blinking, and you miss it there's a Stan Lee cameo and I thought that was really sweet and it's very touching in light of his death so soon like he died last week but yeah uh, I think that's all the Easter eggs I can think of off the top of my head I know I'm doing a bad job of remembering Easter eggs but I mean I saw the movie drove home and I'm tired Um, standout character moments. Uh, I think, I think it's the, I think the princesses are probably the biggest standout moment for me. Uh, Ralph and Vanellope aren't, you know, transcendent, but they're not bad. I think the princesses are probably the funniest moment in the movie. Uh, I do like, I, I said what I said about Gal Gadot's character. They're fun. She's, she's, pretty good. She's tough, but she doesn't she's not bad, but she's not she's not the best vo- voice actress I've ever heard, especially in this role. She's she's kind of her character from from the Fast and the Furious movies. But I mean, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just not something that stood out to me. Again, I don't I wouldn't say that this movie is better than the first. There are some aspects that I like that were better than the first movie mostly the music um actually i won't say i won't say this is better than the first it's good it's it's like it's it's i I say it's like i'll say it's like how to train your dragon it's not better than the first but it wasn't a bad movie i i'll probably go back to the first record ralph more than this one in the same way with, of how to train your dragon and the incredibles. is not that I'm thinking of, you know, sequels that are current. And as far as awards prediction, award predictions go, I would say it'll probably, it might get some love at the Annie's for, uh, probably Vanellope, uh, what is her name? Sarah Silverman's performance might get some, some, uh, Annie awards love I mean, I don't know if Imagine Dragons will get nominated for Best Original Song. I don't know if this song, their song was composed or the song was written, especially for this movie. It's probably off their new album, which I still haven't picked up. Of course, it's going to get nominated for Best Animated Feature. I don't think it'll win. It'll probably lose to the Incredibles 2. Sorry, Incredibles 2. But I don't know. It, it, I don't know. It's a toss up. I don't think it'll win. I don't think it should win. There are are some parts in the film where it dragged. And I feel like Incredibles 2 was a little bit tighter. I think that's all I got. Should you go see this film? Yes, if you're a Disney film. If you're a Disney fan. If you're a fan of Disney properties. Yes, you'll get a kick out of it. If you're a regular user of the interwebs i think you'll enjoy it and you'll get a kick out of the the comedy and the parodies and the thumbing your nose at at you know internet tropes and stuff just the entire idea of buzz tube that they use in the film is hilarious uh i'm not going to get into that because it's a very long uh c plot that serves the a plot but it's it's very funny i think it i think it has a lot to say about um, social media and social media culture uh, in the way that you know getting likes up, op- getting likes and uh, video monetization has has as far as video monetization and getting likes goes. It has a lot to say about that, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I think that's the closest that they get really to. A social commentary other than that uh, I mean it's a pretty tame film Uh, if you like the first film maybe temper your expectations before going into this one again it's good I don't think it's as good as the first one but you'll still enjoy it I think I think it'll it's it's a very enjoyable film as far as drunk Disney goes I know this is Grace's thing so sorry to step on her toes a little bit I would say take a drink anytime someone says Vanellope or Ralph, take a drink when Vanellope glitches, take a drink when someone says internet. I think I'll go with those. That is my uh, short-ish review of Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Let me know what you think in the comments Uh, let me know if i got something wrong or if i'm if i should have talked more about the uh, princesses Uh, you can follow us on most social medias you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash disney versus you can find us on twitter at disney vs rate reviewed subscribe to us to on itunes give us a five-star review and let us know what you think of the show um, I haven't checked the, uh, reviews and stuff in a while, but still goes if you leave us a five-star review and a nice comment, we'll read it on the, uh, on an episode. I'll probably check it for the next show whenever we do one. Um, you can find us on Google Play Music where you can give us, uh, <laughs> I can't think of something funny because any, any kind of parody would play into the actual YouTube likes, uh, i don't know i'm bad at this part sorry uh give us give us some kind of re- review or rating on google play music say give us 12 and a half princesses on google play music 12 and a half out of 10 or out of five whatever rate us let us know what you think grace and heather will be back with me next episode when we talk about the lion king versus hunchback of notre dame That will be the end of round three, and then we will go into round four, which will be the uh, final eight, the final four, and then the finals of the bracket. We'll hopefully be releasing that somewhere closer to the holidays. We might have another special episode coming up for you before Christmas. Uh, We'll let you guys, you guys will, you know, hear about that when it happens. As always, thanks for listening. And uh, we will see you guys next episode.